Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. What a great time to be a Giant, be a fan of the Giants. Like we have something going here. We're building something special, and you know you can see it from the outside and inside. It's even more beautiful. Reflecting on everything that got me here, just to see that uniform, and you know I, I watched. That's the team I watched the most growing up. Cause my dad was a Giants fan. So once a Giant, always a Giant. For me, it's only a Giant. Welcome, everybody, to a special game day edition of All In with Art Stapleton, a New York Giants podcast brought to you by NorthJersey.com and The Record. I'm your host, Art Stapleton, coming to you from Nolens. We are ready for Giants Saints at the Superdome. One o'clock local time, and the New York Giants actually have a relevant game in December. One week before the holidays, uh, obviously I hope everyone listening who celebrates had a happy Hanukkah. Christmas is on deck, then New Year's, and when the Giants lost 49-17 to the Cowboys in Tommy DeVito's first start, did you ever think you'd be sitting here at 5-8 and eight and a game out? Of the playoffs. I certainly didn't. I thought there would be some meaningful games that they would play. I just did not think it would get to this point where the Giants have now won three in a row. And yes, there's a big jumble, if you will, from the final two wild card spots and then teams that are on the outside looking in at the moment. The Vikings lose on Saturday to the Bengals. They were in the sixth spot. That now puts them at seven and seven. There's a group of five teams at six and seven. That includes the New Orleans Saints. And then the Giants and Bears are sitting there at five and eight. And while the percentages of odds are low, that the Giants will get back into the playoff picture and actually steal a final spot. A lot of that has to do with having two of their final three games against the Philadelphia Eagles. And we all know losing three times to the Eagles last year and the Giants' history really over the past decade their last win in Philly was 2013. Tom Coughlin was the coach. Victor Cruz was the leading receiver. Peyton Hillis was the leading rusher. And Josh Brown kicked five field goals in a game. 15-7, the Giants won at the link. And that's been the last time. And we know they'll go into the link on Christmas. And these really are must-wins for the Giants. But there's a lot to happen around them, and you can't really control the scoreboard. And the reality is is that by winning three games in a row, by beating the Packers on Monday night, the Packers who are ahead of them, the Giants are giving themselves a puncher's chance 
And that's really all you can ask for in a season that was lost for so long. And let's not forget, yes, I know there's a segment of the fan base that is still on tank watch. The Giants have won three games in a row, yet are still projected by Tankathon to be in the top 10 of the 2024 NFL draft. Right now, they're eighth. So that's certainly within striking distance to try to get any player that they may have their eye on in that top 10, and that includes a quarterback. So let's not freak out just yet and say all of these, quote, meaningless wins, if they don't end up in the playoffs, are going to cost the Giants in the draft. It hasn't happened yet. They're still eighth. And because of the way the teams are all jumbled up, with their records, a couple losses and the Giants will surge ahead in that top 10 and get right back to where they want to be in terms of trying to get close enough to maybe grab one of those quarterbacks, Marvin Harrison Jr., where we'll see how things go. So let's look at today's game and Giants-Saints. I wrote about this in our newsletter, so hopefully you're still subscribed and getting it every Friday morning in your inbox. The last three games I've covered at the Superdome here in New Orleans have been pretty wild. I covered Super Bowl 47, which was between the 49ers and the Ravens. It was the Harbaugh Bowl. That was the night that Beyonce did the halftime show and then the power went out in the Superdome and the Ravens held on at the end when the 49ers came roaring back. Then I was here in 2015 when the Giants and the Saints had a classic showdown shootout between Eli Manning and Drew Brees. It was Odell Beckham's homecoming here. He had three touchdown catches from Eli Manning, and the Giants ended up losing 52-49, which was pretty crazy. And then two years ago, in what was the finest moment of Joe Judge's tenure here with the Giants... The Giants came in as underdogs and beat the Saints here in overtime. Daniel Jones was outstanding. Saquon Barkley was really his first big game back after the ACL. And Jabril Peppers, while he, I believe, tweaked a hamstring in that game, and was unavailable to play in overtime. He went out for the coin toss. They won the coin toss, and then he went viral for what he did. So three memorable games here in New Orleans. It wouldn't surprise me if tomorrow, if this one shapes up to be the fourth in a row for me here uh, at the Superdome. Um, some news on Saturday, as expected, as I've been telling you, Darren Waller activated from injured reserve. Bobby McCain waved to make the spot on the roster. Uh, Waller has been running routes the last two weeks. He practiced on a limited basis on Thursday and Friday, and 
he's ready to go. Now, it's going to be interesting to see what and how they factor Waller into this offense and what it's become since Tommy DeVito took over at quarterback. Um, so it remains to be seen how involved the tight end is. But let's be honest, Waller at his best is running wide receiver routes. So we'll see what his pitch count is and how much they limit him. But I think uh, it's obviously a boost to get Waller back in the fold, another weapon, another player that the Saints need to think about and compensate for. And it's been interesting because since Tommy DeVito has been at the controls, Saquon Barkley was the best offensive player against Washington. Then against the Patriots, Jalen Hyatt was the best offensive player. And then against the Packers, Wondell Robinson was the best weapon on the field. So the Giants with DeVito have really spread it around. And I think that's going to be an interesting thing here to watch against a pretty good Saints defense. They got good players, Cam Jordan, Demario Davis. Uh, when you asked Tommy DeVito this week about the scouting report for the Saints, his face lit up when he started talking about Teron Matthew, the honey badger, who... Uh, really hasn't been at the top of his games, probably not more on the back nine of his career, uh, but he's certainly a, a player that you want to circle when he's out there uh, just to see you know, what kind of player he can still be. Um, so offensive line, Justin Pugh added to the injury report yesterday uh, with the idea that he's questionable. A calf injury. Now, when you see calf written, it's never a good thing. Calf injuries can be tricky. My understanding is that after Thursday's practice, Pew started feeling a little bit uh, in the calf. So on Friday, they made sure they limited his participation to try to keep that calf injury under control. And my understanding is that he's going to give it a go and try to play against New Orleans, uh, and we'll just have to see what happens. Uh, I think if he can't go, I think you'll end up seeing Mark Glowinski uh, in the lineup. We'll see what they do as far as playing Glowinski at left guard or right guard and Ben Bredesen as the other guard. Uh, that would be what I anticipate um you know, it makes sense to flip Bredesen to left guard and to put Glowinski at right guard. Uh, but we'll see. Pew's going to give it a shot. He's obviously a warrior. Uh, if he can play, he'll play. Um, and we'll just have to see how pregame plays out uh, and what the Giants will end up doing uh, from that respect. Uh, so Tommy DeVito, all eyes and all pressure will be on him. It's going to be a loud scenario in the, in the Superdome. Uh, let's not forget the last time the Saints were here, they were booed a lot, a lot of frustration from the New Orleans crowd. So if this Giants defense can get up early and start making plays, uh, will the Saints have Chris Olave? He's a game-time decision at wide receiver. He's obviously their best weapon. Uh, would the Giants have Tay Banks shadow him? 
would they have them play straight up and have a Dory Jackson on one side, Tay Banks on the other? I think they probably go that route. Uh, but after the way Tay Banks played against the Packers, uh, I think teams might be less likely to go after and attack him uh, in certain situations. So we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. Ryan Ramchick, the right tackle for the Saints, uh, not expected to play. So immediately you look at the edge guys for the Giants, Kayvon Thibodeau, who had a great game against the Packers, Aziz Ojolari, who had his best game in a long time from start to finish against the Packers as well. Uh, the Giants edge guys should be able to get after Derek Carr a little bit. The Saints will be aggressive at times. They like to go downfield. Having the receiver like Rashid Shahid, young speedster, he's been banged up. He's been a full participant this week. Expect him to play against the Giants. Uh, so they're going to have to keep an eye on him and make sure that he does not beat them deep. Um, Taysom Hill should play. He brings a different wrinkle to the situation, obviously, playing tight end. Uh, playing quarterback, especially in goal line situations, they'll bring Hill in in the red zone. Um, so how the Giants adjust to that will be interesting. But look, the Saints are six and seven. Giants are five and eight. Giants have to win this game to keep this alive. I mean, let's just be honest. They have to win this game if they want to have any semblance of continuing on and trying to make the playoffs. Um, X factor today to me, it's Saquon Barkley. He played great in the Superdome the last time they were here. Carolina Panthers ran for over 200 yards last week against the Saints. And if Tommy DeVito can make plays early on to keep the Saints honest, uh, I think Saquon Barkley could be in for his most productive game of the season here against the Saints and uh, special teams should factor in here as well. Darren Rizzi, another North Jersey guy, longtime respected special teams coordinator here in New Orleans. He used to be in Miami, so he's very familiar with Joe Shane uh, when they were at Miami together. Uh, Rizzi is very aggressive. The Saints love their special teams here, as evidenced by. The post-Katrina, Steve Gleason block punt. There's a statue to commemorate it here at the Superdome. And they've blocked kicks already this year. So the Giants have put a lot of extra time into punt protection and making sure that they're making the right calls and not getting confused up front. So that's a huge spot. You know Darren Rizzi is going to be coming after the Giants trying to get some game-changing plays on special teams. So Giants have to be much better on special teams across the board than they've been in big games this year. And in the big games, especially early on, uh, they kind of folded their tent. So I think they get a lot of they get a lot of motivation and momentum from how they performed against Green Bay. So Green Bay's better team than the Saints. Let's just be honest. So the Giants come out here 
and play their A game and DeVito protects the football and doesn't turn it over and can make some plays downfield. Uh, the Giants are going to have a chance in the second half here uh, to really compete and show that, um, you know, they want to keep this winning streak going. So uh, we will be here. We will. This is the pregame podcast. We will have our postgame podcast tonight. Uh, so we always appreciate you being all in. We're all in he- here in New Orleans. So hope you enjoyed today's pregame pod and then we will be back after the game and sure would be interesting if the Giants are 6-8 and eight heading to Philadelphia on Christmas uh, but they've got to beat the Saints to get there and it won't be easy so thanks for listening enjoy the game and we'll be back tonight to wrap it all up and get you ready for Christmas Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.